0: Reading Short and Deep Hi, this is Jesse
1: and Eric
0: And today we're reading Short and Deep Beyond Lies the Wub by Philip K. Dick
1: Jesse, why did you want us to discuss Beyond Lies the Wub?
0: Well, it's it's my first story, uh, short story by Philip K. Dick. I hadn't read any of his short stories, and then one one day I found it and I read it and I thought, oh my god, this is awesome. And then uh, we started this podcast, and I was thinking about stories that that I think you know would be really meaty for Eric. And and then I oh I made a pun there, um, and this one I think is very meaty, and I think it'll be meaty for Eric. Did you find it so?
1: I did indeed. Oh, I, wow. I in fact I'm I'm in a situation here where when I start to tell you the things that I think I've discovered, if mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't already discovered them, I'm kind of expecting you to tell me that I've gone off the deep end. But uh-huh. but. Just so that people will understand why you laughed at your use of the word meaty, uh, maybe you could give us a quick synopsis of what's going on in Beyond Lies of the web. Sure. Uh, there is a
0: spaceship that has somehow suffered an unfortunate spoilage and has landed on Mars and is confiscating a uh, group of animals from the natives
1: and herding them onto the ship. Uh, this is a 1952 story? Yes. So the idea of Mars is not at all like the idea of Mars today.
0: Yeah. It, presumably it's dry, but it's, it's still got lots of life forms on it, including uh, some very odd ones, which one is brought onto the ship, and it's called a WUB. Uh, one of the crewmen, a guy named Peterson, says that he, he bought it from the natives for 50 cents. Um, the natives are not happy about having their, uh, their herd animals or their animals taken away. I guess they're not herd animals because they, they were hunted. Um, but the, the captain, who we immediately know is an asshole because he steps on somebody's clothing so that they can't walk away, uh, is, um, is the main character, I would say, other than the wub itself. And uh, the captain wants to eat the wub, and the wub doesn't want to be eaten. And that's basically the premise for the story. Did I miss anything? Well, only the ending, but, but I have a feeling you'll get there in time. I think so. Um, I, 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 when I teach this to students, sometimes they don't understand what's happened. And I think that that might have to do with age uh, more than anything. But uh, one of the things I really appreciate about this story is that it lets you do a lot of the work, um, and if you're not used to that, um, uh, I think that that once you get used to it, you'll love reading a lot more. Uh, this is, I think, my favorite part of reading is participating in the in the story rather than having everything told to me.
1: Ah, uh, one thing I think we should make clear is, and um, sometimes in the story we know what an animal thinks because. The, the narrator just tells us what's in the animal's mind. But in this story, Captain Franco knows that the wub doesn't want to be eaten because the wub tells him that. That's right. Yeah. But Captain Franco, when he hears the wub speak, doesn't go, oh, my goodness, there's a speaking animal. He says, there must be a native inside there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's willing to, to take the ability to speak as a marker of being among the the category of intelligent beings. <laughs> but he's not willing to take something that looks like a, a huge, slow, sluggish, slovenly pig as being in that category. And therefore, when he hears speech coming out of its mouth, instead of being surprised that this big floppy ugly 400 pound thing can speak and therefore he says ah it can't speak at all so he has the most superficial idea of what constitutes being in the large sense of the term human Mm -hmm. and that I think is another index of uh, quite how myopic narcissistic and uh, egomaniacal Franco is yeah, even his crew doesn't like him. <laughs> right,
0: right. But some of them are willing to go along with eating eating the wub. Um, others, like Peterson, uh, you know, say it's you can't have it; it's mine. I paid for it. Um, that doesn't that isn't ultimately what stops the uh, the traumatic event from unfolding as Franco would wish, though. And and what exactly happens is is inferred by the reader rather than um, strictly stated and I, I think the way it ends in the middle of a conversation that was interrupted earlier um, allows makes this a very fit story for just such dialogue as we're
1: having now. So you said that some students seem not to understand, at least not from your perspective, the ending um, right how do how do those students, Give me one of the, the misunderstandings of the ending that you might remember from, from a uh, student.
0: They, they say what happened. They don't understand that Franco
1: um, has been... No, I don't want you to tell me what they don't understand. What do they think did happen? They think that
0: the captain is just strange. They don't understand why the captain is
1: talking the way he
0: is at the end.
1: Ah, and the reason he's talking the way he is is because
0: he is not himself. He has been, I think. I it doesn't say in the story, but I think that the Wub has transposed itself with the Captain. At the point of of the Wub being destroyed, or at least being killed, it has. Uh, transferred its consciousness into that of the body of Franco, and perhaps Franco
1: is now on the table being eaten. Ah, you mean you mean the the body of the Wub, the the visible body body of the Wub that has now been boiled uh we we've been told in advance what was going to happen because he's 400 pounds uh, and the wub says to franco that he sees the wub sees in franco's mind a piece of him being boiled and the rest of him being put in the freezer because they're going to be needing to eat him over the course of time so that they have enough uh, victuals to make it from mars back to earth so- and, uh, and a little bit for the ship's cat Right. And a little bit for the ship's cat is what, uh, what the wub says. So he realizes how valueless in a way he is now that there's enough of his body to go around. Um, and so you, when you say that it's Franco being eaten, uh, because the wub has projected its, its consciousness into Franco's body, when you say it's the wub being eaten, um, and uh, Franco being eaten, you mean that you think that the Wub engineered a swipe, a, sw- a yeah, switch?
0: Yeah, I think that that's entirely possible.
1: Huh. Of course, at that point that he's being eaten, that's a dead piece of meat that's been carved. Indeed. So Indeed. one wouldn't expect it to have any consciousness at all at that point.
0: No, but at the point of uh, uh, of the trigger being pulled on the laser gun or whatever it was... Um, the the two make eye contact and uh, the eyes are the window to the soul, as we all know.
1: Right. That's interesting. I, I am completely convinced that the Wub now exists within Franco's body. Um, just as Franco was absolutely wrong when he was fully convinced the native was inside the Wub's body. Mm-hmm. Um I don't see anything in the story that suggests to me that the Wub actually punishes Franco by making him go into the the Wub body and experience being killed. I think he is in fact obliterated as a, an, a as an identity when the Wub takes over his body. But but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just don't there's see the evidence there's, in the story. There's
0: fact of the matter. I, I just think it would be doubly ironic uh. that. He's killing himself. Um, Considering what the Wub says about how... uh, uh, Sorry, Wub in Franco says about what he he thinks of the taste of Wub. Yeah. He he says something to the effect of, I was denied this
1: pleasure in times past. Uh, Indeed. Uh, Because the Wub has told us repeatedly, um, and he may in fact be telling the truth, he may... That he follows the live and let live policy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, therefore, if all wubs follow a live and let live policy, by definition, wubs can't be cannibalistic. That makes sense. And therefore, he's never been able to eat wub meat. But now that he's in a body that, in fact, can see this dead carcass as nothing but meat... Um, he gets to see what what meat tastes like. If we want to believe that the Wub is a truth teller, then I think Franco wouldn't be in the Wub's body. He would just have his own consciousness obliterated because I think the Wub really does recognize Franco as an another intelligent being. I agree. And so if, if he punished him, um, that would mean that he's doing something other than what he says he does that would make him a liar uh, and maybe well, it may, it may be-
0: yeah it may have been a um, uh, unfortunate result Um but that is how the web speaks, right? It is very unfortunate you think, think this way. Can't we talk about this? He, isn't, he, he also admits that, you know, I understand there's a need for food. Can't we all draw straws?
1: But, of course, when he says that, what he is suggesting isn't that they're going to um, eat somebody who is conscious of being eaten. What they're going to do is let somebody sacri- be sacrificed for the good of the group. Um, I, I, in other words, I don't see the wub making a suggestion there that's intended to be cruel. It's only no. intended to be necessary. Indeed. Um, one of the reasons that I'm concerned with whether or not we think of the wub as, um, a truth teller is that in a very strange way, uh, there is an awful lot of Here's where Eric is going to go around the bend. There's an awful lot of potentially religious imagery here,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: religious resonances. Um, but maybe you've encountered this in discussing the book with, with the story with your students before. I don't want to uh, step on your own discoveries. What What have people said, if anything, about the religious levels of this story?
0: Well, um, I would say that there hasn't been much. I, I've inferred some on my own. There, there is something uh, about, he says, there is a parable by your Savior. Um, presumably, he's talking about Jesus. Uh huh. Um, but I'm not sure what particular parable he's referring to. And I've tried to figure that out, but haven't had much luck. Um, I, I, I go more for the um, mythological. And rather than the religious, I guess they're not that different, are they? But I, I'm more about the Homeric end of the story than I am about the uh, religious end. So I'll let you take that on if you
1: Okay, like. let me let me start with some of the religious stuff. Um, a very foolish thing it said. I am sorry that you want to do it, meaning want to eat me. The Wub is saying to Franco. There was a parable that your Savior related. I think this is the part you're referring to, Jesse. Mm-hmm. It stopped, staring at the gun. Can you look me in the eye and do it, the wub said. Can you do that? John 8, 7. He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone. Mm -hmm. Let him first cast a stone at her. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that may be the story. And in fact, when Franco, I'm talking about the body of Franco now, the, uh, the, the, palpable man, um, eats the wub. In fact, he becomes the wub. Going back to John, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other gospels, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Indeed. So it seems to me that, uh, the wub, if we think that the wub I think he's a truth teller. I do too. I think he engineered his entry into the ship. Absolutely he engineered his, his entry. So then the question is why? Now the the, the we meet only one of the Martians. It's mm-hmm. presumably a big honcho, the guy whose robe uh, Franco steps on to keep him from walking away. He's the sad, optus. right the Optus he's called the Optus. So you know what is an optus? I suppose it could be an all-seeing eye like optical, but the fact is that optical and optus and optimum um, Mm -hmm. all come from the word for force, right? He is is the head honcho. He is the optus of the Martians. Now, the one crewman who will not really concede that the wub should be eaten is the one crewman who has himself been given this wub. In fact, he bought him for 50 cents. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: His name is Peterson. Now, Peter is the rock on whom I will build my foundation. Mm -hmm. The wub, if you think of Jesus as casting the the demons out of the the Gadarene swine, and the Mm -hmm. wub being described as looking... Absolutely. So we've got a spirit inside the body that's called the wub, which then becomes a spirit inside Franco. Um, so what do we have? We have Optus, you know, the, the Prima Mobile. We have Peterson, the rock on whom I will build my church. We've got, and the Wub, who is basically only a spiritual being. We've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost
0: mm-hmm.
1: from Mars. And the Wub is using the body of Franco in order to get to Earth. He has said he's never been able to go previously to leave where he comes from. He mm-hmm. is descending to earth. And if we believe that he's a truth teller, that he really is projecting a philosophy of live and let live. Um, well, my goodness, uh, that's sort of what the story tells us Jesus was trying to do when he came to earth and he, too, got killed. But his spirit got released And some people still feel that spirit entering into them. This is a a story that really resonates with Mm -hmm. the story of Jesus. And I think its parts are put together so that ultimately we have to ask you know, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is it good to have grace descend upon us? When Franco decides he's going to go, leave the wub, and arrange for him to be eaten, uh, the wub freezes him, he just gets frozen. Mm-hmm. And his mouth is open. Exactly. Ready to take communion, I suppose. But, but also it's shock. He's got mm-hmm. an open mouth and no voice comes from him. But I but, think
0: he was about to call as well. Call for perhaps his crucifixion or at least uh, broiling.
1: Exactly. But instead the wub, the wub takes over. The wub takes over. So there is no stopping ultimately the Holy Spirit. And I think that's why that's why I'm saying Dick is raising a question. If you if you read this story as a an Orthodox Christian, you would at the least I think see this as making fun of the idea of Jesus sacrificing himself in his own flesh to create um, the Eucharist. But if you read this as someone who understands the notion of some sort of spirituality active in the lives of humanity and sees the story of Jesus as perhaps an incarnation, an example of that, then this story isn't just making fun. This story is saying, well, wait a minute. How much do we want to give ourselves up to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Uh, How much giving up is possible and still maintain our own individual identity. This, in fact, is a crucial and never-settled theological question. And I think it's raised in this book, in in this story. Um, Is it really good to become part of the Borg? Is it really good to become one of Jack Williamson's humanoids? Is it really good to have so strong a telepathic connection with someone that you know their every thought and they know yours? Wait a minute. What about individuation? What about being an individual? Um, Mm -hmm. And if this makes sense, that term individuation is one that the Wobb uses when he talks about his own interest in the story of Odysseus. So I'd ask you, if you think that this makes some sense, how does it fit with the mythological aspects of the story that that you say you've been looking at?
0: Hmm. Well, uh, I, just to magnify what you were saying there as well, is is it is it was often curious to me why the wub is called the wub, and at some point I either read it or just figured it out for myself that it it's it's kind of like the childish simplistic version of love. I wub you, huh? The wub is love. And when the Wub talks, he talks. He says something to the effect, "Rather than eat me, you should sit down and discuss philosophy with me, with art, right?" And and he he sees in the characters' minds, Peterson. He sees something else. He says, "I see in you," says the Wub. "We have a common we have a common myth. Your mind contains many familiar myth symbols. Ishtar." Odysseus, and Peterson (laughs) is now a member of his flock, (laughs) Right? says, oh, go on, please go on. He says, the web says, I find in your Odysseus a figure common to a mythology of most self-conscious races. It's as if he's been to many planets. As I interpret it, Odysseus wanders as an individual, aware of himself as such. This is the idea of separation. Of separation from family and country, the process of individuation, and to me this is very strange because although I'm I I like what he's saying, I don't see necessarily that that is exactly the way I would describe Odysseus's journey, and yet it does fit it in a vague sense. Um, and then Peterson says, "But Odysseus returns to his home." Peterson looks out the window and sees the endless stars burning intently in an empty universe. Finally, he goes home, says Peterson. And then the web says, as must all creatures, the moment of separation is a temporary period, a brief journey of the soul. It begins, it ends. The wanderers return to the land and race. And then Captain Franco comes in. Uh, he says, get away from the wub. Peterson says, no, no. And the wub says, it's okay. And then Peterson follows the order. Right. What, to me, that is, you know, Jesus, as you were saying, he is, he is letting himself being crucified, or in this case, be eaten. But Forgive them, what, they know not what they do. Exactly. Going back a little bit to that, that, Odysseus myth, not only does this work at an amazingly wonderful symbolic level, it also reminds us what was going on earlier. When they thought there was a native inside the Wub, they were kind of right because it is a Trojan horse or the Wub is a Trojan horse. Um, The plan came up with by Odysseus to uh, get inside that Trojan city. The city swallows the horse. And out from that horse comes the destruction of the city. But in this case, the destruction is not exactly the same. The wub engineers its journey onto the ship, uh, is taken in, swallowed. And (laughs) as with the many open mouths in this story, uh, the lolling tongues and the open mouths, uh, I think the, the wub is, or at least Philip K. Dick, is saying something here about actually life and death when he says as i interpret it odysseus wanders as an individual aware of himself as such this is rather obtuse but if you think a little harder you say this is the idea of separation from family and country leaving your mother's body being out in the world and yet eventually as peterson points out finally he goes home Yes, Odysseus does, but so do we all. We're all eaten. Right. We all go back inside some other creatures. And the web says, as must all creatures, the moment of separation is a temporary period, a brief journey of the soul. It begins, it ends. The wanderer returns to land and race. The inside of another animal. And I thought that that was just genius. It is. It
1: is. It is. <sighs> There is, I'm going to stretch even further now, Jesse, there's another possible resonance in this story that, that tells us, if we accept this resonance, that the death that we experience in all of us going back to home, that may not be a blessed death going back to heaven. It may be those empty stars that we just go back to nothingness. Um, when the captain says, calls for the cook to come and see how this thing can be prepared, the web says, really, captain, I suggest we talk of other matters. And then five lines below, someone reports him as saying, it suggested we talk about other things. When I saw that line, let us speak of other things. What came to my mind was the walrus and the carpenter. That poem from Through the Looking Glass. Mm. And I started thinking about it, that famous verse in there. The time has come, the walrus said. The walrus, maybe that's the wub. I mean, the walrus Mm. is this big, floppy, many hundred pound, you know, slow creature. Graceless. Graceless. The time has come, the walrus said, to speak of many things, of shoes and ships ships, airships, Mm -hmm. spaceships and sealing wax, whether or not we can make it airtight, of cabbages and that is uh, the food we eat and kings who's going to be in charge of this, of why the sea is burning hot and whether pigs have wings Mm -hmm. and here this wub has been described as pig-like again and again and again he's never been able to get off off the ground of Mars and he is now entering into the ship and he is going to be flying away toward earth now that's not i think just uh, the fact that the walrus looks like the wub and the fact that that famous verse has in it items that seem to point to items in the story if you remember the poem the walrus and the and the carpenter they walk by the seaside And they invite oysters to come take a walk with them. The old oyster looks at them slyly and refuses to go. But the young oysters are so interested in Mm -hmm. the adventure of walking along the seaside that they go and they join the walrus and the carpenter. The carpenter almost never speaks. Almost never speaks. The walrus, however, leads the trip. And after they've gone a mile or so, They take out some hot sauce and a loaf of bread and they eat all the oysters whom they had promised to be leading as friends. And at the end, what had looked like was something and this was odd and that was odd. That's a phrase that recurs in the in the uh, poem. In the last verse, um, in fact, he looks around the, the walrus, but the oysters don't answer. And it says this was not odd because they were all gone. And in that sense, the walrus and the carpenter have taken enormous advantage of those young oysters who didn't know better. The old oyster knew better, but the the naive did not know better. And if the wub is taking advantage of Franco, because he doesn't know better, he is, you you called him um, (laughs) an asshole. Um, We could... I think, suggest he is radically immature. He may be the captain, but Mm -hmm. he is incredibly immature, egotistical, does not see what's going on, doesn't listen to his men, doesn't listen to the Wub, and he, in fact, is the one that gets eaten. That is, Mm -hmm. whether he, he now inhabits the body of the Wub when it gets killed or he just gets obliterated, of all the humans on that ship, they all were hesitant to eat the Wub except for Franco. And Franco, interesting word, it comes from Frank, which is what the Romans, the Latins, the contemporaries of Jesus in Rome, uh, what they called a particular Teutonic, Teutonic tribe that ultimately settled the area we now call France. The name Franco comes from an old Teutonic word for a kind of spear. Franco is a weapon it's also the particular weapon that the non-believers use when they reach up and put a wound in the side of Jesus hanging on the cross. That's the one who deserves to die. This, if you look at it this way, if you, you see this going back to the, the black humor of, uh, that Lewis Carroll gives us in The Walrus and the Carpenter, where the eating in fact is not for the spiritual benefit of anybody— but just to survive. We can see that what the Wub tells us about live and let live may be what we have to do because, frankly, there's nothing other than living. And that's the most graceful answer that the story can offer us.
0: So, Eric, thinking about our discussion so far, where would you say we are now with Beyond Lies the Wub? I have one
1: more question about it. Although I think I know the answer or an answer. And that is seeing this as a complicated, funny, but ultimately very serious story, a piece of black humor like the walrus and the carpenter, but resonant with that notion of self-sacrifice and cannibalism that we see in the Gospels, the the myth of the the. the super individual who has to tame himself in order to rejoin his family, Odysseus. Um, I ask, what does the title mean? Beyond lies the wub. (laughs) And one of the things that I like about that question, and I'll turn it back to you if I may, is that it seems to me there are at least two meanings of the word lies, Mm -hmm. right? It's either this slovenly slow to move creature is reclining someplace further right he's getting back he's getting to earth finally Um, Mm -hmm. or maybe he is lying to us in the same way that the serpent in the garden is the prince of lies if you read that you'll read the gospels carefully i mean uh, genesis carefully the serpent never lies he always tells the truth But in fact, he tells a truth that he knows is going to be misunderstood and lead to the downfall of Adam and Eve. Um, The Wub, I think, lies and lies. I'm (laughs) wondering, though, are we beyond? That is, is, is Earth, is our lives the beyond that he's pointing to?
0: That's a good question.
1: Then maybe that's something we should leave others to think about. Although, of course, there's always more to discuss.
0: Indeed.